Welcome into The Harvest, a podcast dedicated to helping ordinary believers take the message and mission of Jesus out of the building and into the everyday places of life. We're all being shaped by the world around us, sometimes in ways we don't even realize. This has always been true, but over the past 15 years, technology has accelerated the process in unprecedented ways. Technology has definitely made life more convenient, more comfortable, and more entertaining. But what are the ways that it's negatively influencing us, the culture around us, and the society that we're a part of? Culture is an interesting thing. We're all shaped by it, but it's also something each of us has the ability to influence. On today's show, we talk about the dark side of technology and how we see it impacting us and those around us. We also share some of the ways we're trying to purposely counteract those negative effects. But we'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic, so give a listen and then head over to our Facebook page and let us know what you're doing to hack the social downside of technology. You can join the conversation in the comments under the post for this episode. Hey guys, uh, it's Abigail here and I am with my whole team. Hey Andrew, hey Keith. Hey, hey, what's up Abby? Hey Abigail, hi, good morning. Guys. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Totally afternoon, but sure, we're in different time zones. <laughs> right. It's also great that we're acting like we're just now talking, even though we've spent uh, like 30 minutes trying to figure out technology here. Uh, oh, yeah. Friends, just listening, you should know that when you are about to talk about technology, you should just expect your technology to fail because that's what happened to us. Uh, but yeah, we're here <laughs> and hopefully this is recording. <laughs> Uh, so yes, that's the topic for today. We're talking about um, technology and how that has affected um, our culture and Christianity. Uh, right, this is kind of a two-parter, right, guys? Like we're doing this one today, which is just yep. technology, big, big technology, everything. And then um, we're also going to be doing an episode on specifically social media because we felt like that was a beast all on its own um and probably even with two episodes we will still only be able to touch on some things but we just feel like this is an important topic so we wanted to get into it today with all of us we can have a good discussion about it so i'm excited um but maybe andrew you could sort of lay out the groundwork for people what they can expect from this conversation today yeah as our team was talking about topics that we think are relevant in our own lives as believers trying to live out our faith and what we see happening in society at large. One of them is just the impact that technology has had on all of us and um, in, in many ways a negative impact. And so I think we the working title for this episode was At Each Other's Throats. <laughs> and um, the idea, just the, the, the visual there of how, how society at large, I think, has has become a little less tolerant, a little we've become a little less patient with one another. And I think a lot of that is due to the changes that that we're all experiencing uh, due to technology and not just um, social media. I mean, social mm-hmm. media is a big part of it, but mm-hmm. but technology in general, thing, things are coming at us faster than they've ever come in the history of the world. And um, the amount of change that's happened even in the past 15 years is hard for us to step back from and and um, appreciate because we're all just going through it in real time. So we're going to try to, uh, like you said, Abigail, cover this in two parts. But today is just really technology in general and specifically how it's it's affecting our human interactions yeah, and maybe how we as Christians can navigate this better. Um, probably all, sure. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, so we assume you're a part of technology. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so how can we, maybe all of us, uh, just do a better job with navigating this whole beast? Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I it's really been interesting. I've been in Deuteronomy. I'm finishing up my Bible. Guys, I'm like... 15 chapters away from finally finishing my Bible. So I'm pretty excited. You're finishing but, uh, in Deuteronomy. Well, Watch yeah, because I kept the best for last. <laughs> the best for last, yep. Deuteronomy. <laughs> so anyway, um, just uh, I just today in my quiet time, it was talking about, you know, when you're going into various lands and conquering them, you know, don't get involved with their idols. Like, don't ask how they worship. Like, just stay away. And I, you know, was already kind of starting to think about this topic today and thinking, you know, part of us 
um, as Christians, sort of wants to do a Children of Israel type move where, like, let's just ban it. Like, let's all become, um, mm. what's the word for people that don't use technology? There's a really good word for that. Oh, man. You guys Ooh. are probably yelling at yeah. it. At the- We're obviously not those people. Oh, you don't know yeah, it? No. Okay, there's a good word, and I'll, like, <laughs> oh, it'll come to me. I'll just shout it out randomly. Yeah. Um, but uh-huh. I, so I think parts of us just want to completely just, you know, this is rough and hard, so maybe we just shouldn't have it at all. Um, or, you know, maybe you're all in and it's hard for us to make these transitions. So maybe we can just go over in general how we probably all have various ideas of what it looks like. But kind of how have you seen, you know, the change in the last five years, let's say, in technology and how that's affected, you know, your ministry, your lives, you know, kind of how has that looked for you guys? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good question. It's loaded because uh, it's been so progressive. It's happened so fast. So when you were talking, Abby, I, I remember the first time that I jumped on a three-way call and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world because <laughs> you can be having a conversation with one friend and then you think of this other friend and you can, you can they can join in the conversation. You can all hear each other at once. And I thought that was a huge step. I was like, man, we've arrived. Like you can talk to two people at once on one line. We have arrived. But now uh, just doing the podcast with you guys and kind of being on a three-way internet call and this is going to go out and broadcast um, to all of our followers and some that may not be in connection with us, it's kind of a beautiful thing, you know. So uh, there is this, this side of it that is grim and, man, like, how can we slow it down so that we don't miss out? But then there's this part where, like, we can really leverage this and uh, and use it to uh, to advance the kingdom of God. Yeah, I think the first time I noticed this was, it was probably 2007, 2008, um, and I was on an ESPN chat board and this is like probably the early days of uh, espn chat boards and and kentucky I'm, I'm from kentucky and i follow their basketball team and they had just hired um john calipari oh, to man. be their head coach Ab- Ab- abby do you even know what i'm talking about no, right now I've, i totally you... tuned you out i mean <laughs> bro me too you said soundboard like, just let what me know <laughs> anyway go on you're <laughs> you fine yeah, exactly. well you know he's he's been a, he's been a controversial coach and so um, you know, I was reading this news article and, and below the article, there was, there was a place where people could write comments. Mm. And so, um, you know, there were some people, I ended up getting into this back and forth argument with a complete stranger about, uh, Kentucky basketball and how they were always cheaters and oh, wow. how this was, um, I don't know. It was just crazy. And I, I, I can remember thinking to myself, man, I am. I'm being very rude to this person that I don't even know (laughs) about something that really doesn't matter. And that's probably the first time that I, I recognized that, you know, something's happening, something's happening to me. I I feel the freedom to, to communicate to this person in a way that I would never communicate to someone Mm. just in the rest of my life. Mm. And then, um, you know, I've just kind of seen that play out over the past 10, 12 years since, and just become more and more widespread, I think in society. So, yeah, I think that was probably the first time that mm. I can like remember thinking that <laughs> like, this what's is new, happening? this is different. Yeah, wow. You know, I felt bad, but I also and it, it, this was like a thirty-minute conversation, so I'm a little embarrassed to admit it. <laughs> I'm glad you did, though. That's a really that's really good, and we'll probably get more into that when we do our social media um, conversation. Um, I think for me, mm. when I I think it was the 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 coming out of the iPhone, I think changed a lot in technology today. Um, the iPhone then paved the way for all the Android devices, I I think. I don't know. I I got an <laughs> I got an iPhone. That's I all think I know. So. And it happened right yep. before sure. um, Brett, my husband, deployed. And so um, I was really a sneaky wife and I was like, you know, I should probably have an iPhone just to, to keep in contact with you while you're overseas. Uh, and he also <laughs> thought that was a good idea. And so I had my first iPhone probably around that same time, Andrew, it was, I think it was a little later. It was like 2009 mm. or 2008. Anyway, right. look up when the first iPhone came out. That is what <laughs> we're talking about here. Um, and that was all fine and well and good. And I did have my phone on me a lot. And it, a lot of that probably had to do with the fact that I wouldn't know when Brett was going to call. And so I was pretty attached to my phone. 
Uh, or mm. that's, you know, I could tell myself that that was the whole reason. Um, so I got pretty well addicted to having the internet in my back pocket. And then we moved uh, to Georgia soon after Brett got back from his deployment. <laughs> and we moved into a friend's house uh, that had kind of a ministry house in Alabama, like across the border in Alabama. So we <laughs> were stationed in Georgia, but it was also Alabama. And friends, I'm here to tell you that there was no reception at their house. And it's an embarrassing story, but I'll just share it with all of my close friends on the internet now. I cried. I actually cried. I sat in our car and I like I threw like a small tangent cry fest and I was like I can't live here. This is just extreme. Like I, can't, I have to have my phone and I was looking at Brett mm-hmm. and he was looking at me like who is this crazy woman? And um <laughs> the the spoiler there is that I actually was pregnant and I didn't know it yet. And so I'm just going to blame that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but you go scapegoat right there. Abby. And I and I am going to use that. I would say 80% of that crying was because I was pregnant, but 20% was because I really was addicted to my phone. So that yep. was the really the big realization of, man, uh, this is a phone. I should not have this yeah. kind of an attachment to an electronical device. So anyway, that's my story. Uh, so yeah, things have really changed in technology in just mm-hmm. the last uh, 10 years or so since just being able to have... Uh, the internet in our pockets. Um, one thing also that my husband, uh, he travels a lot. And so usually being able to talk to people when you're traveling used to be pretty easy. You could talk to the person sitting next to you on the plane. Um, but now right. almost everyone has AirPods, um, AirPod things in their ears or headphones. Um, and they're all For looking sure. down at their phones. And that's not just at airports. That's everywhere, sure. right? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 I mean, what you're talking about there, I think I would just put, um, as I was thinking about this particular conversation we were going to have, just the idea of distraction. And I would even say uh, attention deficit disorder. I, I think yeah. all of us have, to one degree or another, a case of ADD. Yeah. And that's that's growing across the board as society because we've just become accustomed to to on a regular basis, you know, every few minutes even, um, you know, looking down and getting the next bit of news or the next text or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yep. And when you, when you go without that, you, you notice it like, well, subconsciously your, your, your mind is expecting, you know, that engagement um, every so often. And um, when you don't get it, it's, it's kind of hard. So I think what you mentioned there is true that the, the byproduct of that is there's, um, the soft skills and the art of conversation is something that I think is being lost to some degree yeah. um, just among humanity. And so for, for those of us who are people of faith, you know, that's that's a big deal. Um, you know, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So mm-hmm. um, the gospel was always designed to be transmitted from from mouth to ear. And so in a society that's having less conversations in general, you know, that does present a challenge for us. Yeah. And it seems like the phone has become a one-stop shop. Like I remember when I discovered that you had a flashlight on your phone, I thought it was so neat because I knew I would never have to buy a flashlight again, (laughs) but fast forward now there's a GPS on there. There's no no need for yellow pages. Yeah. It was a big deal. (laughs) I know. And uh, you got a phone book. The messages are there. The internet's there. Like uh, even the Bible, like the Bible itself can be downloaded on a phone. The entire Bible, all 31,000 and something verses (laughs) can be put it on your phone. So uh, And like many versions, right? Like not even one version. Yeah, it's been so aggressive almost, you know, and they've done a a masterful job of uh, making technology so uh, so convenient you know so it's a convenient distraction so when we were prepping for this for this episode i had sent out some thoughts on a note and keith gave me a hard time because i was using big words <laughs> i had um, to ask you what one of them meant so oh, no. <laughs> but um but i do think there's there's some things happening there one thing that you just mentioned keith where it's it's this all in one stop and yeah. and really 
I can remember when my kids were in middle school and, you know, cell, um, smartphones weren't a thing, especially mm-hmm. for our kids, right. even after smartphones became widespread. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our kids did not get a smartphone until they were um, well, well into high school. I think our daughter got one. She, she was a senior and, mm. and then uh, our son was about the same. So, um, but they would come home and they would, they would have questions about their homework and mm. I would tell them, you know, there's really no excuse at this point because we did have a computer and Google was a thing. So, you know, there's, there's really no reason why you can't go and search for something and educate yourself Yeah. when, and I would try to give them this perspective that, you know, when I was your age, there's, Back in my day. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's the old thing of, I used to walk to school uphill both ways and yeah, three feet of snow. My version of that was, you know, you had to actually go get a physical book, an encyclopedia or yeah. a dictionary. You had to open it up. You had to go. And so I was giving them this lecture, which they didn't. I don't think it really made an impact <laughs> on them. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but what I think has actually happened is the reverse situation where, where information used to be hard to get and you had to work to get it. Now information is overwhelming because mm-hmm. we literally have the world in the palm of our hands in terms yeah. of information. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the downsides of that that we're seeing is that that complexity is being overly reduced. So because so much is coming at us as as humans, we're not designed to to process that much data. And so we just end up buying into what I would consider to be overly simplistic explanations mm. and then when someone comes along who who has a different point of view or a different way of thinking we don't even have the capacity to to really engage and consider mm. where they're coming from because mm. we've bought into this overly s- simplified view of life so, Wh- whether you're a person of faith or otherwise i i find you know we've become more fundamentalist i think um across the board not just believers, not just people of faith, but I find uh, a lot of people who claim to be atheists to be absolutely, absolutely fundamentalist in their views, their unwillingness to, to consider a more complex or nuanced Mm. explanation of what's going on in life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, I do think that that's a result of technology that we just, we've lost the ability to, to reason because so much is coming at us. And maybe because we don't have to anymore, we can just Google it, look it up, get our answer. Um, so those are some of the, I think those are some other ways that, that technology is affecting us in ways that are not positive. Um, but I don't know what you might think about that, Abby. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. And as you were talking, I remembered the word. It's Luddite. Um, if you become a Luddite, then you get rid of all technology. Oh, wow. And I feel really good that it came to my brain. Because I've got to exercise my brain too. Like, <laughs> because like you said, I oh, think nice. I feel like I'm not as smart as I used to be um, because of what you're talking <laughs> about. That especially if you can just Google something, um, you didn't really work super hard to find the answer. And then that answer kind of just goes into short term memory and then you lose it. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. really good explanations um, of why that is. But you're right. I think we just in general are not um, just we don't seem to be as our brains are working as hard as they used to. And we definitely see the, the results of that. I would say also um, I remember when I was in school, I grew up in a Christian home. And so I remember it was probably like junior high that there really started to be a strong difference between me and my Christian home where I was pretty uh, sheltered and everyone around me. Like they started talking about TV shows and stuff that I didn't know what they were talking about. Um, And I when we put our kids in public school, I just assumed that that would be the same that, you know, they would all play with toys and stuff all up until, you know, they were 10 or 11. And then maybe we would come into some issues at that point. Um, However, my oldest is in third grade this year. And already there's this huge divide of like, just kids don't play anymore. Like, they don't know how to you know, pretend or just, you know, uh, have simple like playground play. And so, uh, it's, it's really sad to see, um, 
uh, you go to the grocery store and all the little kids in the carts all have their mom's cell phones. And not to say that I haven't felt the need or really want to hand my kid my phone, but it's really <laughs> starting to get really scary when you're just around everywhere and just children just have screens in front of them all the time. Um, I just mm. know, don't know who my children are going to be talking to in the next <laughs> when they grow up. Because <laughs> um, well, I've, I've literally been at playgrounds and there will be kids on park benches with like watching cartoons on a tablet or something. Um, Ooh, so yeah, these, this, is, real, um, this is where we live now. This is the society we're living in. So before yep. it just gets super, super depressing on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> let's try um, to maybe be a little bit more constructive in our conversation here. So as a believer, mm-hmm. like we're these are this is maybe a complicated topic because there's not like a fine line. Like there's nothing, you know, we don't have a command from the Lord in the Bible about technology because it wasn't there. Yeah. So how do we negotiate? this as a believer like what are some maybe strong lines that we can take maybe that's the best question as far as what's right and wrong in this scenario well i mean i do think that um that it's worth not not that i feel like we over dwelt on the negative there in fact i i think you want to keep going we all need to spend more time (laughs) (laughs) well we we actually could i've got more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> same um and i actually think that that is the starting point that if we don't I, I think it's one thing that scripture does tell us is that we need to be mindful that you know that we should not be conformed mm. to the pattern of this world and and so even with things like technology even though it's it's new and it's not directly referenced by scripture um the principle of just going with the flow and allowing yourself to be shaped yeah. by what's coming at you rather than being transformed by what God is doing in you. I mean, that's a principle that is definitely in the Bible. And so taking stock of how we are being conformed, how we're being shaped by the world that we're a part of, a, a large chunk of which today is driven by technology, I think is um, is the starting point. Um, but yeah, we've got some other constructive ideas i think that we're we're trying to put into practice in our own lives and and, uh, that we can hopefully share with with our audience yeah i think um it's unique because i think it's the first time since i've been alive at least (laughs) where it seems like the children and adults have the same issue like you were saying abby where we're both uh so fixated on you know uh screens or what have you so uh how do we make that you know construction constructive so uh i'm not sure how much i can speak on this guys i definitely would love to hear your thoughts but man off the top of my head is just setting boundaries for yourself and for your your loved ones you know like uh i know some of the you know steps we've taken is if we're going to meet with someone face to face and we're going to spend time with each other is then our uh, devices are going to be out of sight out of mind you know and almost i'll let somebody uh let someone know ahead of time that, hey, I am going to be meeting with somebody. So mm-hmm. don't, uh, this isn't the time to text or send me funny memes or anything. You know, I'm almost going, uh, zero dark 30. And, <laughs> and even certain, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, t- just for me personally, guys, I will not, uh, check my social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, before I spend time in the Word, uh, connecting with God and praying and talking to Him. And uh, it's almost become like a little reward if I get around to it. But if I don't, I just won't check it that day. Uh, Mm -hmm. And even just something like that, exercising self-control has helped me um, be mindful of uh, the times without being totally disconnected. I feel feel like that first one you mentioned is, um, I I think it's becoming less common. Maybe, Uh I don't know. What, What do you guys think? If you're meeting with someone, have you ever met with someone and you know, every few minutes they're on their phone while, uh, you, while yeah. you're talking. For sure. <laughs> we, yeah. We've probably all been that person too at some point. Right. Um, it's definitely, yeah, I agree. It's going down. It doesn't happen as much, I've noticed. So people are, I don't know if it was a, a great article that went around or the spirit just convicted most <laughs> of the world. <laughs> 
Um, maybe we're all just getting fatigued finally. It's like, I would much rather talk to you in person than be on my phone. I don't know. I mean, I think it's still a problem. Um, but I guess, mm, yeah. you know, as we do get into maybe more practical stuff, just in general, though, um, just as a as believers, I think it's just realizing that the even if it's not necessarily like straight up sharing the gospel or like um, converting people to Christianity, but we, we have a, a mm-hmm. like the world will benefit from us as believers doing a better job and just bringing, infusing the world with a little bit more self-control, like you said, or just using yeah. some boundaries and just common decency even um, as far as how mm-hmm. we are navigating um, technology. I think it's really, really important that we not just consume without taking um, stock of what's happening around us um, right. and then how we can, what we can control and what we can't control. Like I definitely can't control the kid at the park with the tablet, but I can control my own children's like True. Uh, technology viewing, et cetera. So, yeah. So maybe we can um, just sort of get into some practical things. Um as far as what has helped us uh, maybe have boundaries and have a, a little bit of moderation when it comes to technology and how we use it and how we don't use it. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I think one thing, going back to what Keith was sharing, when I am meeting with someone, I, I want to be 100% engaged with that person. Um, and so probably the biggest obstacle to that in, in my modern life is my phone. And, uh, so one thing that I've tried to do is I just either keep my phone, like Keith said, out of sight completely, or Mm -hmm. if if it's on the table, um, I'll have it placed upside down and the, um, you know, the sound will be off. So, you know, which sounds intense, right? That that's what we have to do to not get right. There. Because I had, um, okay. I actually almost always have my phone on silent, and so if I miss your phone call, um, I that's probably why. didn't see it. Yeah, I might have and just chose not to answer, but I probably didn't see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but be, but that's a different issue. That's just from a distraction standpoint. Um, but from from giving someone my full attention. Um, I found that even having my phone on silent, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if the little notification light goes off, like yep. your mind just like temporarily is distracted by that. Your eyes go to it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you end up being uh, just a little less concentrated on, you know, what the person in front of you is saying and what they're what they're experiencing. So um, that's just a one practice that uh, that I found. And another one that's uh, sort of related to that, I. I listened to a book recently on, um, it's called The Five Gears, and it's by authors uh, Kubitschek and, and Steve Cockrum. But it's um, subtitled, How to Be Present and Productive When There is Never Enough Time. <laughs> I think a lot of us feel that way, but they really talk about how each of us operates with, with different gears, you know, kind of like a car, that if, if we're trying to engage in an activity at the wrong gear, then we're not going to be able to, to Mm. excel at it. And so one of those, one of those gears, the lower gears are for, for interpersonal interaction. Like you don't want to be going a hundred miles an hour. So you you want to be able to shift down, slow down so that you can give someone your full attention. And I've really seen that even in my own life um, with my kids, that sometimes I'm, I'm focused on something and it doesn't have to be technology, but, but sometimes it is, but I'm just not available to give yeah. my kids my attention. And, uh, that, that book on the five gears has kind of helped me think through, okay, I need to, I can't just operate at this high speed. I need to be able to slow down mm-hmm. enough that, um, I can give this person the time and the attention that they, that they deserve. Keith, Keith what about you? Do you have a, some practical principles? Um, practical principles. So, uh, I know that this plays out a little bit in our marriage too, me and Steph's, uh, just trying to be there, you know, with each other in the moment, but also for the kids and with the people we're reaching out to. So I think, uh, just 
honestly, like conversations like this, you know, maybe there's a blind spot where we're not noticing like, hey, I noticed that when you tend to get uh, more stressed, you're a lot more uh, glued to your phone or mm-hmm. some kind of distraction or something like that. And uh, just being honest uh, about where we're at with that and what's going on inside of our lives is uh, leading us towards a, a distraction versus uh, a conversation with another person that's there um, and in your midst at the time. So I think um, I think I like what you you guys talked about early on in the podcast is we've lost this uh, just basic uh, the fundamentals of conversation and getting into the here and now and what's going on inside of a person like as far as their feelings and um, how they're doing. It's much easier to talk about uh, anything but the personal stuff and the private stuff because there's not a lot of room for that. So mm-hmm. um, just really, I guess, being present in a conversation and and being transparent about how you're doing and asking engaging questions. So I think uh, that I guess the most practical part <laughs> that I can offer as far as this is just, you know, looking people in the eyes, not getting distracted, uh, you know, not uh, – not listening and waiting to respond, but also like taking in what they're saying and uh, letting it resonate and then responding. So, yeah, listening to understand versus yeah. listening to respond. <laughs> Big time. These are like basic things yep. that now have to be taught. That's <laughs> this is the light, the world we live in. But really good. Yeah. I think that's really, really true. Um, just being conscious and aware that this is the struggle that we're facing. Um, I think personally, I have had to take social media fasts like quite a few times um, because I have just like an obsessive personality in general. Um, and so mm-hmm. I I will notice that I'm on it way more than I would like or I'm just having trouble kind of maintaining my balance. And so I will just do a full on like nut. None, nothing, you know, like I will kind of put my <laughs> phone away, you know, turn the internet off the computer and um, I mean, why would you even be on it if you don't have the internet? Anyway, um, I'll <laughs> just, all those things uh, just to really kind of get back to that center. Sometimes it just really does take mm-hmm. a reset for me personally, um, but I kind mm-hmm. of am an all or nothing type person. So that's just maybe a personality <laughs> thing, but I've definitely noticed that that will then help me once I do kind of get back into technology to do a better job of balancing mm-hmm. it. And I'll notice maybe some the changes that I actually need to make. Um, I think the last time I did it, um, I was aware, uh, particularly there was this hour um, when my kids come home from school. And it's just a crazy hour. I, I don't even know what to tell you. It's like they're coming off of school time. And so they're like detoxing from that. And the youngest one has just woken up from a <laughs> yeah. nap. And so he's grumpy. And just like everyone is just, it's just kind of chaos. Um, and so I mm-hmm. noticed that I was on my phone a lot during that hour. And uh, it was probably just like you said, Keith, when we're more stressed, like it's like, where's my outlet? Right. Like I'm going to, you know what? probably some people look really good on Instagram right now. I'm going to go and check out their <laughs> their calm and happy lives yeah. that probably doesn't even exist. Um, so it was so things like that will become more apparent to me when I've taken a break, when I've taken a step back um, and really prayed about it, asked the Lord to kind of show me the areas of my life that need some adjusting in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other big thing for me is being that struggle between knowing like the the evils out there in technology and what that brings Mm. to us Mm -hmm. um and then knowing that and then therefore wanting to run away and be a luddite like i said using that big word again or versus (laughs) how do we keep you know our children safe keep our marriage safe with all the things that technology can bring into our home so and this maybe Mm. even kind of crosses into you know, the conversation we had on the podcast a few weeks ago with Andrew and Steve McGee. Um, but I think for our family, especially with children, like I'm constantly like living in a state of like back and forth of maybe when my kids get older, we're just going to just get rid of cell phones altogether. Like <laughs> no one will have technology, <laughs> but that's really uh, mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. So instead, I think True. just knowing um, – just what's what's happening and being smart about um, my kids' intake of technology, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 
having practices that are already in place uh, that kind of teach my children safety when it comes to internet usage, I guess. Um, there's a lot of really great books on this. Um, one that we recently uh, actually read with our oldest, it's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. And it's a really awesome book um, just about the idea of pornography with the third children. Um, and so, like, that actually kind of helped me feel a little bit more safe um, because kids, my son in third grade, the kids in his class already have cell phones. Um, and so I know right. that even though he doesn't have one, he's around them. So yeah. um, those are things that, yeah. you know, I can be aware of and know that that's something that my children are around. So how can I educate them so that they, when they see something, um, they can then identify it as such? Like, oh, I know what this is generally. And so now I can categorize that and make hopefully better choices. So that's just one example. The book... Um Good pictures, bad pictures. Is that written for a certain age group? Um, it's really not. Um, I mean, it's for kids. Mm. Uh, I would say you kind of use your your best parental judgment on it. Um, our oldest mm. is nine, uh, and we felt like it was time to read it with him because he was going off to camp and was going to be like without us. Um, I think that's really just up to the parent as far as I would say it's at the age level of like probably the oldest you would want or the youngest, I should say youngest. The youngest would probably be around six is my guess, but we didn't want to do six because we didn't even want to I think it, there are some times where you're like, man, I just, I really hope that I can just protect them and not have to discuss this with them. Um, and right. I think most parents understand that whole, like, that balance between you're introducing them to evil versus protecting them from evil. Um, but yeah. it's a great, it's a great, great book. You can find it on Amazon. Maybe we can link it in our uh, show notes. It's not, it's a secular book, actually. It's not a Christian book. So you then kind of, that the whole mor morality aspect is something that you discuss with your child. It's really just laying out the idea that in the world there's a lot of information and some of it's, you know, not not good and some of it is. So right. it's just kind of introducing the topic. Yeah, it's definitely very challenging to be a parent uh, these days, I think especially with the uh, topic of technology because you're right, there are there are forces of darkness and of evil that, have have never been more empowered to uh to reach through and and affect all of us in society including our kids but um you know something you were talking about earlier with with kids on technology at the park mm, yeah it's a uh, it's it's such a uh, contrast and um it's such a statement just to see it you know there's a direct there's a direct connection between boredom and creativity or boredom and the development of your imagination. Mm. And we simply don't allow ourselves to be bored um, these days. And we don't allow our kids to be bored and we don't have to. And therefore, imagination is something, creativity is something that, that doesn't develop because there's no yeah. environment for it. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, and so even if your kids aren't looking at the bad pictures, so to speak, um, you know, between video games and smartphones, um, and uh, Netflix and YouTube, there's there's just no shortage of consumption that that we can give ourselves to and that our kids can be involved in. And so, uh, actually, one of the one of the areas where I've been praying over the past year that the Lord would give my wife and I wisdom and help is just in the area of of setting setting boundaries for our children. Mm. And especially in the area of uh, their schedule and technology, mm -hmm. because those two things are just—it's—it's um, it's really hard. It's kind of like it's actually a real challenge to eat healthy these days. If you don't set out, if you don't realize that the that the deck is stacked against you, that if you just eat what's kind of out there and available, um you're going to be unhealthy. <laughs> you're going to be mm. eating unhealthy. Mm, that's true. And I think the same is true for consuming technology or media, that if you just go with the flow, 
you're going to be consuming way more than you need to, and yeah. it's not going to be healthy stuff, even if it's not like overtly evil. Mm. Um, I kind of uh, think of of entertainment today um, as as ho hos. You know, they're the little Debbie snacks <laughs> that um, oh, nice. that ah, we end up Debbies. consuming. <laughs> <laughs> Twinkies, maybe I don't know what your favorite little Debbie was, but you know, in the past you might read a book and maybe you would even read something like war and peace, which would take you weeks to, to read. And it was something that had taken (laughs) something that took the author. I don't know how long it took uh, Tolstoy to, to write, Mm. but probably over a year. And so you were consuming what I would say was a steak, something that, that had a lot of substance Mm. that forced your mind to think and process. And, um, you just don't have to do that anymore. You can you can just consume lots of, of fast food. Um, and so even with our kids, just trying to help them set boundaries, yeah. how much time they're spending um, consuming technology is, is a challenge as well. Mm. And uh, <laughs> to add some more optimism to this, because uh, <laughs> like you said, it is a tough, it's a really tough yeah. conversation, guys. But uh, man, I tell you what, from... My own personal experience, like Jesus, is so much better. You know that hour I spend, or that hour and a half I spend seeking the Lord and really diving into His promise. Promises I never walk away regretting it, or I never come out of a Bible study regretting the time that I've spent in it. You know, but uh, if I had a long week and I get some time to veg out per se, and I'm sitting on the couch for an hour on Instagram, and then the next two hours on Facebook. Uh, coming out of that, my attitude is bad. I'm not cheerful. I'm I'm slothful. You know, it's like I'm not upbeat. You know, and you see it with you know kids too. We definitely see it with our kids when they get to just consume and ah, totally. uh, just be on the game or the phone. When they come out of that, uh, it's almost like the or if you try to force them out of it. Yeah, exactly. It's like a crash and <laughs> burn. You know, but if you're coming out of them, of them wanting to come out of it, <laughs> exactly. uh, you have to force them out. Oh, yeah, man, exactly. that's a good point, though. So it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, I think, yeah, just you have to choose, you know, like, uh, you know, I think Jesus uh, wanted us to to want to choose him, even though it's not always the, the most attractive option. It can seem like it because it's a harder one. But man, if you if you give Jesus a try or if you give him fellowship a try and that kind of, those kind of things, you'll the results like the proofs in the pudding, you know, and, uh, I see that a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of motivates me to choose, you know, like, man, yeah, choose I, uh, better I things. could yeah. sit on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. But let me choose to, to seek God and his people. Yeah. So. And I think that's a really good Keith. And I think that's maybe the struggle with as a parent is, you know, when they're mm-hmm. young, you kind of, it's your job to choose for them. Like they're not, they don't have the wisdom yet or the maturity True. yet to choose yeah. themselves. And so you're really making those choices for them and they may not see it as a great choice, but it is. Mm. And you're absolutely right. Like I remember talking with moms when my kids were really little and you know, you first start like introducing them to PBS, you know, you're like, yes, I'm going to get this 20 minute Mm -hmm. period of rest while my child's watching, Mm. you know, Mr. Rogers. And, uh, but we all kind of noticed collectively, like with our first child that, you know, they really, they're then on a weird funk after they've watched TV. Like it takes like a minute to reset Mm. kids' brains as far as them even remembering that they know how to play or like think up stuff. And they immediately like, Mm -hmm. or they'll just say they're hungry and they're bored. Like there's this whole like coming off of having technology that's almost (laughs) not worth it. You're like, well, that was not even worth the 20 minutes I got. (laughs) So I think it's remembering Mm -hmm. that, like remembering that it's almost not worth it sometimes. Like we should choose what seems to be the harder choice of maybe not indulging or not um, getting sucked in um, to choose the yeah. the better thing, like you said. And, and there are so many great ways to use technology for good. I mean, we did talk about having 
the Bible on our phones. Um, right. I like love, love, love the ability to listen into audiobooks. Um, and with my kids, like we listened to the Chronicles of the Nar- of Narnia in the car like all summer, and that was super fun and awesome. And so I'm super grateful That's cool. for some things about technology. And so it's just be yeah. you know making the good choices, the good things about yeah. I, I hope people understand that we're not coming at it from we're not Luddites. No, we aren't. As a, to, to, I'm have to look up that word now. I mean, I know what it means, but where did it come from? Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't know. Curious. We can Google it. But yeah, but but I would just say that life is coming at us because of technology. Life is coming at us much faster than before. I think yeah. the stakes are higher than before, mm-hmm. and and I would also say that it's not. I would say this, that technology, technology is not neutral. It's not impartial. Um, you know, companies have a lot, uh, a lot at stake to motivate them to keep you on. You know, there's a reason why the, um, the Netflix, you finish one episode and three seconds later, the next one starts. Um, (laughs) you know, that's, they're wanting you to spend time and they're spending a lot of time and and money researching how to get you to check your phone more often, how to, how to get your kid on a smartphone oh, yeah. at an earlier and earlier age. So I think not being naive too, technology is not of itself bad, right? but it's also not neutral. It, it, True. it wants our attention. It, it wants um, the companies want to use technology to get our attention. So mm-hmm. it's being wise. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I I uh, liked your choice. I mean, I liked your thing about the little Debbie ho hos, Andrew. That was pretty funny because update on our run and our training for our marathon, <laughs> Abby. We uh, we've been pushing through. It hasn't been easy, but I know the last time I think we read we had to run eight miles the next day, oh. and the day prior, I think <laughs> I went to Hawaiian barbecue for lunch, and then we had uh, fellowship night at the McCoys, and Heather made cowboy grub. And I totally went to town on everything. It was a, it was a glutton for the night, you know. And uh, that next day, that run was so brutal. It was very, very brutal. Uh, we made it through, but I definitely regretted eating what I ate beforehand. Like I, I could have made a better choice. Yeah. But because I didn't, there were severe consequences <laughs> along the run. It was my stomach was killing me. I uh, was tired. Uh, I was, you can Andrew probably can attest. So yeah, that you know, not shoot taking a shortcut all the time is. It's worth it a lot of times. So, yeah, and just I—that's a great analogy. The food analogy is such a good one because it is, you know, is this actually profitable versus just, um, you know, just entertainment? Which entertainment is, you know, has its place, and I'm definitely, you know, down with right. a little entertainment sure. here or there, but. Um, there are definitely things that you finish consuming and you just feel gross and not your best. Um, So I Mm -hmm. I joke with Brett because I think the older I get, like the smaller um, I have of things that I will watch. Like it can't be remotely scary. It can't have anything racy in it. It can't Mm. have anything that's sad because that also makes me upset. Like, it really has to just be happy. (laughs) And, like, basically I'm watching cartoons. That's the end. (laughs) Like, I'm watching (laughs) just Disney movies from now. Like, it's not even because I have kids. It's just that I, like, I guess my ability to handle things has just really decreased hugely, which I'm not even, I'm not even upset about it. It's just kind of, I've become more and more aware of how things affect me and make me feel so mm-hmm. um I, I a good book really goes a long way so you know obviously listening yeah. to this podcast and then read a good book that's what we're telling you hey there you go <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we should um maybe wrap up with one or two um practices that have maybe been of most use for us, Abigail, what do you think? Sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. Where, um, yeah, I'm actually going to have to go pick my kids up from school. So we need to wrap <laughs> it up for sure. Um, and I know we'll get yep. into a lot more um, just about how to behave better when we get into social media in our next episode. So <laughs> don't worry if you're listening and like you haven't even covered the stuff I want you to cover. We promise we'll hopefully get to more of it. Um, so, yeah, let's maybe end with 
last um, kind of encouragement slash good practices to help in this battle with technology? So good practice from Lakeith. I think, uh, Abby, I liked your idea of a social media fast. And um, I would just say that like uh, almost the idea of repentance, mm-hmm. just turn away from something, but also turn, turn, yeah, excuse me, turn towards something. So like, man, take a, take a break from social media or whatever it is, whatever challenge you come up with, but replace it with something else. Like, Hey, from this time out, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pray for these people mm-hmm. every time I want to go back to this old thing. And during this time of, of fasting or, t- you know, denying myself in it, I'm going to actually replace it with something uh, productive and, and biblical, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, a word of encouragement, culture is something that shapes us, but it is also something that we have a hand in shaping. Mm. And so when we talk about topics like today, some of it is sobering because we we sometimes get a clearer picture of how much we've been affected by uh, the, the world around us. Uh, I actually don't think there's any way to to avoid that. We, we do live, we do live within the time and the culture that we're part of. Mm. Um, but we also do have an influence and we have an influence Mm -hmm. on ourselves. We also have an influence on those that we're closest to, but I would say because of social media, we even have an influence on, on those around us. You know, we've all experienced the circumstance where we see something online and it just, you know, sets us off, you know, like we're, Mm -hmm. we're discouraged or upset. Um, or perhaps, you know, we're encouraged and our focus is brought more on to what really matters and what we value. So, so that would be my, my hope is that this episode would encourage people that you, you don't have to live life the way everyone else is. Like yeah. you can be very purposeful about sure. the way you're engaging with technology and the way you're trying to, to be wise and to leverage it for the, the kingdom of God and, and not just be influenced by it. Um, one thing that, that I've tried to practice is if I, if I get, I don't know if you guys ever get nasty grams, either via text or email or someone direct messaging you, or perhaps even posting on your Facebook page or something, a comment under something you've posted. But, um, you know, when that happens, there's, you almost never respond well, (laughs) um, if you, if you do so immediately. And so one thing that I've been trying to practice more and more over the past several years is to, um, to allow some time to pass so that I can really kind of step back and, and think through it. And uh, now more than ever, you can immediately uh, respond, which is not great. For sure. um, I can remember reading Abraham Lincoln's biography, and, and he, would, he would write letters to people who had criticized him um but then he wouldn't mail them so he would write it all out so that he could process it and then he would stick it in his top drawer and he almost never mailed those letters but we still have them (laughs) which is kind of cool um and so in the same way um i've tried to i've tried to practice that delay and pray um approach to to not responding from a distance and my analogy on this is if you, um, do you guys remember the movie Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, for Don't sure. remind me. Classic. That one made me cry. So <laughs> the, the most difficult scene in that movie for me, I mean, there's a lot of difficult scenes, but, uh, but the most difficult scene, yeah, Keith just uh, motioned it, <laughs> is, oh, yeah. um, is, is when the guy ends up, Stabbing the other guy, killing him. Is that um, in the clock tower or something? Yeah, it's like an upper yeah, room okay, or something. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I'm, I'm tracking. Really, oh, really so hard to watch. Powerful. And I think part of it is like they're face to face. I mean, he's he's apologizing to him oh. as he kills him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> You're breaking all my rules right and, you now. Know, <laughs> I know. Sorry, Abby. Sorry. Well, well now contrast that with a drone strike. Where, you know, you never see the person, maybe you're on the other side of the world and you push a button, mm. you drop some bombs and in a sense, the, the result is the same, you know, a life, a life has been taken, but it's so much easier for us emotionally to just 
you know, respond to someone from a distance, which I kind of think social media is, is like the modern equivalent of a drone strike Mm. where, Mm. where we can do things without feeling the regret and, um, the, the impact of it that we would, if we were looking at them eye to eye and having that difficult conversation. So, Mm. you know, that's the other thing I would say is that if I have to have a difficult conversation, then if at all possible, I want to have that over the phone, not in writing. And if I can't, if I can do it over video call, I want to do that. If I can do it in person, I want to do that. Mm. So just trying to, um, to be as, as personal as possible with those difficult conversations. But Abby, what about you? Oh man, I, uh, I mean, Keith stole mine really, which is, is, you know, kind of, Uh, that's okay. I got (laughs) I did. Kind of rude. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm not looking at you in in the face, so I won't have that conversation. But, uh, <laughs> no knife, no knife. <laughs> um, I think that it really does come down to just constantly trying to evaluate, like how we're doing as far as our intake, um, because and we're doing that. We are we already made the the connection between food. You know, this is very similar. Like if you, you got to the end of the week and you're like, man, we ate out every meal and we've just had a ton of fast food and we all feel really sluggish. We would do that when it comes to our food intake. So we should definitely be doing that with our um, consumption of technology as well. And really, mm. you know, because everyone knows I'm super type A and I make my plans, um, I really have have kind of laid out like my kids know um, when we have technology, when we don't. Um, and then we kind of all abide by those rules and actually helps to have little cool. people in your lives because they keep you accountable. They're like, oh, mommy, it's not, you know, True. whatever time. So, so it helps that, you know, we're all kind of, we're all aware of what the expectations are and, um, and then we're all kind of following them together as a family. Um, but also, you know, sometimes we have to adjust it too. Um, over the summer is a good example of that. Um, there's always a little bit more technology, it seems, in the summer. But um, I, I feel like this summer we really brought it down even more than the previous one because I saw the results of that. Awesome. Um, and so it's good, like going with the seasons, um, being aware of, you know, what's going on in, in your life, being aware of how emotions which I think we brought up a little bit. Um, but for me, for sure, how I'm feeling um, is definitely pr- playing a part when it comes to technology. Both mm. what Andrew was talking about where, you know, how I'm interacting on social media. <laughs> Maybe I'm super stressed yeah. and, like, annoyed in my own, like, personal life. Am I taking that out in kind of a, a technology space in an unfair way? Um and in the yeah. same way, is technology stressing me out and do I need to stay off of it? Um, and then also, mm. am I stressed in my day-to-day life and therefore spending more time, you know, on Instagram? So that's those were like three different things that it's like the volleying back and forth yeah. and how they affect one another. But, I mean, that's, that's the world we live in. It's affecting us and we just, we hopefully are all aware of that and are really trying to be conscious of how we can make changes. Um, and I think the last thing, um, I'm, I'm reading a book called The Turquoise Table, which I think came out a few years ago. I'm like probably really behind um, the times on that mm-hmm. one. But uh, it's a book about being really intentional in your community and um, the, literally like setting up a turquoise table in your front yard. That's the premise of the book. Um, but one of the things that they talk about is uh, having a box where everybody puts their phones when they come to your house, um, which I don't know if I would necessarily implement. But I did like the idea that oh, as wow. believers, we really can, in a small way, impact the people around us that maybe aren't um, quite there yet on really um, being wise oh. with their technology. But in our own homes, in our own interactions with them, we can do a, a better job and point to something that's better and to healthier. Um, and I was really encouraged by that, that we, in our little tiny way, cool. can hopefully, you know, impact this super saturated technology driven world. So, um, so yes, maybe we'll end with that tiny bit of encouragement as we all try to do better with technology. You know, hopefully we are making an impact on the, the circle that we are in in our own lives. So guys, I gotta go pick well, my guys, kids up. I bet 
<laughs> well, I was just going to say, Abby, I, um, I bet our listeners probably have some, some great practices that they are also discovering. Yeah. And uh, I would love to actually hear from, from those of you who are listening sure. to this particular episode, you know, what are some of the things that we missed or some of the things that you've done that have been really helpful? So if you have the chance, go to our Facebook page and you'll see this particular episode. Go ahead and post in the comments what's helping you live well when it comes to keeping the right perspective on technology and not just being shaped by it. Uh, we would really like to hear oh, from yeah, you Oh, yeah, we really would. Um, yes, please, uh, any books, any technology that you're using to help you with your technology, we want to know all about it. Uh, we are definitely still learning in this area as well. So let's start the conversation from here. And guys, thanks for this conversation. I'll see you next time. Yeah. All right, Abby, see you then. Bye. You thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.